You're listening to InfoTrack. To learn more about our guests or listen to past shows, visit InfoTrack online at InfoTrackRadio.com. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. A top expert in vision care says Americans need to schedule an annual eye exam. Here with the story, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Roughly 3 million people in the U.S. have glaucoma, a number that's expected to double in 30 years, according to Harvard Health. Glaucoma is the leading cause of permanent blindness worldwide and second leading cause in our country. With the pandemic, many Americans put off getting regular health checkups. But our guest today says don't risk losing your sight. The condition is preventable. Dr. Daniel LaRoche is a glaucoma specialist and president of Advanced Eye Care of New York. Doctor, it seems that we'd notice if we start to lose our eyesight from glaucoma, but apparently not. Why is that? Yes, glaucoma is a silent thief of sight. It's usually associated with elevated eye pressure. Inside the eye, the mean normal intraocular pressure is around 15, and the mean untreated intraocular pressure in patients with glaucoma is 18. And so as the eye pressure goes higher with age, that can lead to damage of the optic nerve and loss of vision, but you don't feel it. So that's why it's very important to get your eyes checked, to check the eye pressure, check the optic nerve, check your visual field, and make sure you don't have this insidious disease. And let's drill down on the effects. I guess our field of vision starts to narrow slowly. What else happens? Over time, with elevation of the intraocular pressure, you get damage to the drain of the eye, damage to the optic nerve that can lead to loss of peripheral vision. And in many cases, someone can lose their peripheral vision in one eye completely. They may not notice it until they cover the other eye, and they notice the darkness in the eye that's affected with glaucoma. That's why it's very important to get the eyes checked to screen for this. And I understand some of this extra pressure has to do with a problem with drainage. Certain fluid that normally comes in and out of our eye kind of gets stuck in there? Yes. The trabecular meshwork is the natural drain in the eye. And with age, it can get closed off with enlargement of the lens. The iris can block off the drain in the eye. And or the enlarged lens rubs up against the iris releasing pigment that further blocks the trabecular meshwork increasing the resistance that contributes to the elevation of the eye pressure. So with the eye pressure is high, we do a test called gonioscopy that looks at the drain in the eye to see if it's blocked or if there's any increased pigmentation that's blocking the drain. And there are, I understand, some recently developed treatments such as minimally invasive glaucoma surgery. Describe how this keeps the eye pressure down. The most identifiable cause of elevated eye pressure is the enlargement of the lens inside the eye. And so we can do early cataract surgery or lensectomy, removal of the lens. That usually will often lower the eye pressure by about five points. And at the same time, we can do microinvasive glaucoma surgery. We, we open up the trabecular meshwork to bypass the obstruction or place a stent in the eye to bypass the obstruction, and that will lower the pressure by an extra couple of points. And if you do this early enough, we could really dramatically prevent blindness from glaucoma, and in some cases even cure glaucoma, to stop the ongoing damage of the optic nerve. And that's so exciting. Describe these stents and shunts. How big are they, and are they implanted permanently? Well, you can do surgery, microinvasive glaucoma surgery, without a permanent stent to open up the drain, and that is very effective. The stent, like the Hydra stent, has been shown to be the most effective, and that's a small device that's the size of a hair, very, very thin. It's permanent, keeps the canal open to lower the eye pressure. We published a study using these techniques, and we were able to show that 80% of our patients did not need glaucoma medications anymore. And the earlier you do it, the better. 
Doctor, this all sounds a little painful. I'm wondering, our listeners are probably saying, oh my gosh, are the techniques painful? And if not, how do we keep the patient comfortable? You know, the amazing thing is that with modern day surgical techniques for cataract surgery, patients are not even fully asleep. We use local eye drops and local intraocular lidocaine to numb the eye. The patients don't feel it. We can give them a little bit of sedation intravenously just to make them feel relaxed if they feel anxious. The procedure takes literally about 10 to 20 minutes and they go home the same day. And oftentimes they can see that same day as well. So the techniques that we have to do this microinvasive surgery have dramatically progressed compared to 25 years ago when I was training. And that's why we're able to offer these procedures so much earlier to patients to really bend the blindness curve of glaucoma. We're visiting with glaucoma specialist Dr. Daniel LaRoche with Advanced Eye Care of New York, who warns all of us not to neglect our eyes and make sure we keep up with regular eye examinations. Doctor, based on what you just told me, I guess your message would be, don't be afraid of the eye doctor. We often hear this about the dentist, but the eye doctor too, yes? Oh, no, we have tremendous abilities to pick up eye disease early and just basic things like people using the computers more. You want to make sure you get your spectacle correction checked. You have the appropriate prescription. Check for cataracts, check for glaucoma, risk for retinopathy from hypertensive disease and diabetic disease. So you want to get a good eye exam as part of your medical evaluation as well once a year and uh, get good information from your doctors about how to preserve your vision and protect your vision. Doctor, you have noted that glaucoma is the leading cause of blindness in African Americans and people from the Caribbean. Do we know why? Yes. The main reason is lack of access to eye care. Unfortunately, uh, because of the history of slavery, segregation, discrimination in this country, there's very few black eye specialists, and there's a lot of segregation in communities across America. So in black communities across America, there's very few African-American eye specialists. There's about 40 million uh, blacks in the United States, but only 400 African-American ophthalmologists. And so these numbers are very, very low. So the main thing is lack of access to eye care. Half of the people who have glaucoma in the United States do not even know that they have it. So we have to diversify the workforce to try to train more African-American, Afro-Latino physicians, specialists that will be available in these communities to help take care of patients and screen patients. And also the lack of health insurance as well. We don't have universal health care. Blacks are disproportionately represented with lack of health insurance, so there's a decreased access to health care and affordability to expensive eye drops and affordability to surgery. So these are some of the premier factors that contribute to these disparities. And we have to do screenings in these communities, education, and also diversify the workforce. And in addition to these racial components, what are some of the other risk factors for developing glaucoma? Well, genetics. Glaucoma tends to run in families. If someone has a family history of glaucoma, if your mother or your father had glaucoma, or brother or sister did, because of the genes in your family, there's a good chance that you can get it, so you want to get screened for glaucoma. People that are farsighted with a large lens, it's called hyperopia, they're at slightly higher risk for angle closure glaucoma. People that are myopic, very, very nearsighted, have thinner retinas, thinner optic nerve, saucerization of the optic disc, they're at slightly higher risk for glaucoma. People with a history of trauma to the eye, people with the history of diabetes or hypertension are slightly higher risk for glaucoma as well. So these are some of the risk factors that can occur. 
And are there treatments as we look into the future to stop the loss of cells in the retina and the optic nerve under study? And do you believe that any of these may hold promise? Yes. There's good experimental studies to show that stem cells can restore nerves and petri dishes in labs. Okay, we've not been able to produce that in humans as of yet, and that may still be several years away. The thing that's challenging about that is that the retinal ganglion cell that's inside the eye courses back through the optic nerve towards the brain to really extend a long pathway. And so we're not at the point that we can actually recreate those cells as of yet. But in the Petri dishes, we've been able to show that we can expand nerve networks with growth factors and stem cells. So work is being done in different labs across the country. It's promising, but still very early. Dr. Daniel LaRoche, glaucoma specialist, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Gina. Appreciate it. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.